We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. Empowering listeners from the US to the UK. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning here on the East Coast, New York time. Good evening to you, Masood. Live out there. What's that, Masood? I said good evening. Good evening. How's the weather out there? Uh, it's cold. Is it cold? Yep. <laughs> well, we're 74 today, so we keep jumping from 70s to 30s to 50s to 70s, so it's like crazy. And then all of a sudden, before the interview, I had to take an allergy pill because then I started getting congested, and I'm like, no, this cannot be happening right now. <laughs> But are you doing okay now? I'm doing great. The allergy pill kicked in, but after I'm done, I'm going to have to take my Flonase. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go ahead and give a nice um, shout out to Hus Rajip out there in the UK. And I have a little video clip I want to go ahead and play for us, Masood. Sure. Go coming up. Let me get this here. Hold on, Huss. I'm getting it. I had it set, and all of a sudden, it went away. We we can't go without uh, playing this on this intro here. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Huss Rajip Masood. Uh, you know, today live on air with Stephen Quilk on Power 98.5. Please bear with me. Uh, me and my team, we uh, had a little bit of a late start, but I'm doing well so far. And then Masood and I just had some uh, technical difficulties that we had to get sorted out with, uh, with Mr. WhatsApp, but uh, we're all good. So here we go. In his professional debut, the up-and-coming super featherweight sensation, the master of the fist with clinical precision, fighting from Barnet, North London, Master. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I was hoping we had a new one, but Hus, we're going to have to get you on and get a full introduction done. But there you have it, Masood. Yeah, nice. It's good work by us. Very good. I was hoping there was a continuation, but it was the shared thing. But we we definitely need to um, 
Huss, if you got my number, if you want to call in, I'm on. Uh, you can call in on WhatsApp. We'll uh, get you in, and you can do the uh, introduction. But this isn't going to be the last time Masood's going to get on. So if we don't make it this time, we definitely will get you on next time. Um, so Masood, bring us up to speed. What's going on right now in your life? Uh, right, right now, uh, right now, I'm in, I'm in isolation. Just trying to stay away from people. Trying to make sure I'm he- as healthy as possible. Uh, so I can go into the bubble. And that way, when I go into the bubble, I don't have the virus. I've kept away from everyone. And I can be, you know, be allowed to fight. And and so far, so good. And so far, so good. <laughs> Been away from people for about seven, eight days now. So, yeah, so far, so good. I want to thank everyone for joining Masood Abdullah today, as well as myself live on air with Stephen Quick on Power 98.5. Masood is a record or recorded record-breaking amateur winning developments, elites, and tri-nations in one season. I mean, how do you feel about that, Masood? I mean, I feel good about it. I, no one else has ever broken that record. To be fair, no one has ever won the London ABAs in over 23 years. So I'm the first person to win it from London, uh, the national title. And yeah, that makes me feel good, especially since I'm new to the game. Like I'm still learning. I feel like a baby still trying to learn how to crawl. I think you're way above crawling, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, I've still got a lot to learn. That's That's what I'm trying to say. Well, with five London titles in 34 fights, I mean, you're signed with Warren Boxing Management. You're yep. within a, an incredible, credible team. Um, you know, Did Media is helping you out. You know, what else is falling into place for you? I mean, right now, uh, I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting good content. I'm getting, like, you know, interviews with you. I'm getting interviews with other people. I'm getting good sponsorship deals, and I'm getting very good exposure which is great for a person trying to start up because the the thing you want to do most is put your name out there and have everyone hear your name. And, you know, que- like you want people to question you, like, who is this person? Is he good enough? And then you come out and prove them wrong. Give us a little bit of a beginner on this. Um, if you could, Masood, could you tell us about your story firstly with coming to the UK? Uh, well, we fled uh, Afghanistan in order to in order to have a better life. So I was eight years old. Me, my mum, my dad had already made his way here. Me, my mum, uncle, and my cousin brothers, uh, all of us made our way to the UK. But we didn't come here the normal way. So we didn't come on a plane. We our journey took us over six months to get here. We spent nights in refugee camps. We spent. Other nights, you know, hungry, trying to cross borders without getting detected. And, uh, yeah, our first day in the UK, we, we came in a lorry from France, inside the lorry. And, yeah, our first day we spent in a jail cell. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, like uh, the first day we came here, we didn't come here through the legal way. We came inside the container trying to make sure we didn't get detected. And once we crossed the line, mm-hmm. we had to try and get ourselves noticed and arrested. So, um, so you know, they can put us on the books. And, yeah, we just waited for my dad in a jail cell to pick us up. And it took them about a day to, you know, try and track my dad down and then ha- tell him, like, listen, your family's here. Like, come take them. Wow. Like, you couldn't have done that? Like, um, 
differently without getting arrested? <laughs> I mean, what, once you're in this country, you have to let them know you're here so you can actually be a resident. Oh, a resident, but, not arrested. Yeah, not arrested. arrested. <laughs> we, we, I was eight years old, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, yeah, they can arrest. They can arrest us. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we we were too young. My apologies. So I thought you said arrested. I'm like, wait a minute, arrested. <laughs> no, 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 not arrested. But just you know, a resident. Some, yeah, but okay. a resident. I like that. That's that's. And what's life been like since then? Have you always? Uh, I mean, I've, I know this sounds weird, but I felt like an outsider mm-hmm. for a majority majority of my time. I mean, my first day at school, I went to primary school here. And uh, my first day at primary school, it was bizarre and it was weird. I, they sat me in a, you know, in a school filled with kids and I, did, I couldn't speak to anyone. I couldn't communicate. I couldn't talk. Uh, so they just sat me in the corner, gave me some, uh, some you know, pencils and chalks to color, to color something in. And I fell asleep. Um, when I woke up, I looked around me and everyone was gone. So immediately inside my head, I thought, you know, damn, the bombs are going off. Like there's probably been an attack. Uh, everyone's gone in the bunk and they left me here. Oh, no. So I'm, yeah, I'm running out of the corridor screaming, crying uh, again, because I didn't know anyone or anything. So I'm screaming and crying and the teacher found me, took me to the cafeteria and everyone was there. And that amazed me i was like wow everyone's eating everyone's like no one's really no one's really hiding so there was a big relief in my heart but yeah that's that's the type of world which i come from but yeah just trying to adapt and adjust took a little while but now i've made some very good friends and i feel like you know i'm i belong here like i i'm a part of i'm you know i'm the same as everyone else now i i I have to say this because this really touched me in a way that to you are a very gentle, kind, powerful person and man. You're known as, you know, fan friendly, fan favorite. You know, Mr. Clark Kent, love the glasses, love the fashion. I'm going to tell you it works. I really, really do. No bullshit. I really like your look, your image. And I was going back watching your videos. And I'm like, I like the transition. It has a real type of Clark Kent story to it. You know, you're, you're in a, you know, um, a trench coat you're in, you know, you're dressed like a businessman or, 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 you know, a secret agent and just the whole look just works. And why is because it's not a gimmick. It's not made up. And even more Masood with the transparency and thank you with sharing your story is to, to be eight years old, waking up, to be so traumatized, the the idea and the thought of what went through your mind and the body, the fear, the anxiety, the desperation, the, the, um, the, the sense of loss and abandonment, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm proud to live here in the United States, but I'm going to tell you with the opportunity and blessings that I have to be able to meet someone like you and many great, great people like you. We really don't know what problems are here in the States. 
I really think that people get lost into the confusion of what lipstick am I going to wear today? What, what underwear am I going to wear today? How am I going to pose half naked and flex today uh, for my Instagram? The, the, really, it's incredible. It's incredible that anybody, you know, everybody has a reason to feel of what is important to them and what is meaningful. And I'm, I'm not going to downgrade that at all. But just recently, even with our presidential elections and everything that's going on, I want to thank you to, for bringing to light really uh, of the children all around the world who still suffer with the type of fear that you went through. And people who still suffer with wanting a better life and a safe home and to be professional and to have sustainability and an income, you know, you are what makes a great American story. And uh, I really hope you come to the States to fight. I would be very honored to see your fights and it would be a great honor to meet you in person. Thank you so much. Honestly, it would be a great honor to meet you as well. And coming to the States would be a dream come true. I've always wanted to fight in Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, it would, again, it would be a dream made, tr- made come true. Tell us, Masood, how did you get into boxing? Where did it start? What inspired you? Uh, I've never really, really was into boxing. So I was into kickboxing. My younger brother was into boxing. And um, my final years of studying, so I was in university, my final years of studying, I stopped doing everything. And I remember my younger brother came up to me and he, we, we're always in competition. He's three, year, three and a half years younger than I am, but we're always in competition and we're always battling. And um, he came up to me, he goes, you think you're tough? And again, I thought, you know, when you're young, you're, you're an idiot, you think you, you think you can take on the world. I went, yeah, of course I'm tough. And he goes, let's go to the garden. Let's let's have a boxing match. I go, all right. And he goes, just box. No kicking, because I back then I was really good at kicking, mm-hmm. and my hands were my hands were rubbish. So uh, so I go, yeah, no problem. I can tailor to that. Let's go to the garden. We went to the garden, and my God, did he beat the crap out of me. Oh. <laughs> he beat me. He beat me up so bad <laughs> that oh. the next day I went and followed him to the gym. I went to the boxing gym, and I wanted to learn what he did. So I could do it to my opponents. Mm-hmm. And um, my last year of university, I didn't, I didn't study. I, sorry, I studied. I didn't train. I made sure I got the right grades. And uh, yeah, after university, I was working. And I just, you know, fo- I kept on following him to the boxing club because I wanted to bond with him and connect with him. Because we like as time goes on, you grow apart from your siblings. Mm-hmm. But this was something that connected us. And um, the more I went to the club, the more he stopped going just because there was a competitive nature there. Like I wanted, I wanted to hurt him. He wanted to hurt me and it became a little bit too brutal. And he's, as time went on, he left the gym and I continued going. And this wasn't too long ago either. This was only four or five years ago. Like I've, I haven't been boxing for that long. So yeah, this, that's, that's how I started. My little brother beat me up. Wow. And you've forgiven him for that. I hope. <laughs> of course me and him boxed yesterday um we boxed yesterday we went to the park and uh yeah he doesn't have the same skills anymore but now nah, he's he's my younger brother of course i forgive him okay good because i would say um 
Uh, I, I don't, you know, holidays around the corner, birthdays around the corner, things around the corner. So I'm wondering how small his gifts may be right now. <laughs> uh, to be fair, we we never. I know this sounds weird, but we never celebrate birthdays or share gifts or anything like that. It's just I don't think it's in our culture or in in we, you know, in my ha- ha- family household to do something like that. Really? So, yeah, none of us have ever shared gifts. I mean, um, yeah. You don't do cake or anything on your birthday? No, I mean, the only person that gets cake is my younger sister. And, you know, that's because she's the youngest person and she has to get spoiled. So once in a while, we get her, we'll get her gift, but not on her birthday. We just get her random gifts. All right. So this but, is what's uh, going to yeah. happen. When you come to the States, you fight in Vegas. We're going to have to have... The ladies or whoever bring out the biggest, hugest cake, and we're going to put all your birthdays into one with champagne, popping bottles, and everything else while we're in Vegas. It sounds it sounds like <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> That's one way to make up for it. But yeah, it's just because because I'm my family's set from back home. Like we don't really celebrate birthdays. If you ask my mom, um, if you ask her how old are you, she would say, "Oh, well." that the Russians came in at this time and I think I was about this tall. So she, we, we celebrate in a different, we don't really celebrate. We just remember in a different way. It's remarkable. It really is remarkable. Once again, I'm, I'm so used to how we do things here. The idea of, of what we do here and how it doesn't exist or wouldn't exist somewhere else is, is it's extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, I I found birthdays weird. I remember one of my, like, this is when I made some friends and I started connecting with other kids. And one of the the girls invited me to her birthday party and I went, what the hell is that? Like, are you getting married? Are you getting engaged? What's going on? Why are you having a party? But (laughs) yeah, found out that you can actually do that on the day you were born every single year annually. But yeah, that amazed me. It also confused the hell out of me saying, why are you celebrating that? You're going to be alive you know, for many, many years to come. Why, why do you need the continuous celebration? But yeah. Think of it almost as a remembrance of where you've been, where you've come from, where you are at now. And to look at and consider what are your goals, aspirations, and expectations for yourself for the future? It's like, it's like a birthday would be, equivalent to you united states holiday uh the three ideas of birthday celebration would be thanksgiving where did you come from where did it start how did it become to you know come to fruition present would be christmas you know honoring and respecting what you have and acknowledging what you can do possibly more for yourself and for others. And then a future aspect would be new year's Eve. It'd be a celebration of, okay, new year, new beginning. Um, it's, it's, that's the best way I can, can sum it up for you with understanding how holidays work here. It's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and new year's all wrapped up in one day for yourself. The celebration of life, I suppose. Exactly. Because we all know the horrors of how Thanksgiving came to be here in the States, you know, the whole mass yeah. murdering and, and rape and genocide and stuff. So it's like the, the dismal, you know, despair of, you know, the idea of like, holy shit, you know, you, you, 
like a person came from, you know, a neglectful background or, you know, um, abuse or, you know, poverty or, you know, homelessness, whatever it is. And just, you know, just self-reflection. Yeah. I mean, uh, stuff like that is great. I mean, it's, it's very good to do. And self-reflection for, in my opinion, is one of the best things to do, but I suppose in a way don't self-reflect too much because you end up focusing on negatives and then you end up becoming a little bit self-conscious, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And storyboards, yeah. I stay away from those. What are your thoughts about storyboards? A story, uh, oh, where someone talks about their, their life their life in general. Is that what you mean by storyboards? Uh, storyboards here or um, uh, they're boards of where you take a, or make a collage and you put like your dream car on there and your dream house and all of that. Oh, that, nah, I, I disagree with that because you're not, you're not going to be the same person, you, you know, you are today in about five years time. Mm-hmm. So putting stuff like that on doesn't really make sense. Cause, um, let's be honest, you put down your dream car this, this year, a new model can come out. You're like, okay, now I want the new car. Or you could change as a person and say, you know what, I'm not really into materialistic things as much. And having having an objective like that just, in my opinion, doesn't make sense because, you know, life goes on and life changes. And you can you alter yourself and you alter what your decisions are going to be depending on the person you are that day. Exactly. But, yeah. I agree with you. That's It was recommended to me a long time ago and I said, what for? <laughs> but if it works for some, but, great. Yeah. Speaking about that, I mean, I do have something like, you know, like I do have a short-term objective and aims that I want to achieve. Like within the next two years, I do want to become British and Commonwealth champion. And then within three, within four or five years, become world champion. I have objectives like that, but I don't think, like, uh, I don't think I have a life board. And like, just, just like, yeah, just just like um, sorry, sorry to interrupt. You just like I never planned to do boxing. Boxing just happened to fall in, you know, just it just happened to fall into my life, and I grand I gained a you know a huge attraction towards it and continue doing it. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, you can interrupt all you want. This isn't about me. This is about you. This is your time, Masood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of mood and and inspiration. Um, expectations, goals, has the coronavirus had an effect on you um, during this time or in general, personally, or in the world of boxing? I mean, career-wise, because, again, I like to set myself objectives and aims and targets. Career-wise, it's had a huge effect on me. Just because I was supposed to fight um, just before the lockdown in the UK, which was April 17th, I was supposed to fight. And the lockdown happened a few weeks before that. Every event got cancelled. So, yeah, I didn't get to pursue my career into the professional world. I didn't get to make my mark in the game. And uh, it's delayed it since. So since I've been waiting for a fight since April just to make my debut. And finally, it's here. I finally get an opportunity to do that. But yeah, it's put everything on pause. And um, it's really changed your life. I mean, you can't go anywhere without a mask nowadays. And you have to really be careful. Uh, you don't really want to hug people just because you don't want to make them ill. Or you don't want them making you ill. 
And there's also consequences. Like if I go close to someone and hang out with them, what would happen? What if that person had a virus and I bring it home and I give it to my mother? Or what if the opposite happens and I had the virus and I can give it to someone else? Because some people do get this. Um, some people do have the virus, but they show no symptoms. Yeah, it's really changed. It's really changed the way we think. With Warren Boxing Management, one of the top, most exceptional uh, representatives, as well as you know, promotional business in the world of boxing out there in the UK. Uh, how did you become part of the family? And if I'm getting the information correct for what I know, you've been with Warren Boxing Management since 2019. Yeah. Uh, 2019, they actually found me. So I was on this big hunt of trying to find a manager, trying to find a trainer, and uh, just really trying to really trying to get noticed. And surprisingly, they actually found me. They contacted someone someone I knew and said, "Can we have his number?" And um, and yeah, they put me forward. So I think it was Sunny Warren that first contacted me, and then we set up a meeting, and you know. They welcomed me to the team and they gave me a very good offer. So, yeah, they contacted me. They found me. Well, they made a great decision. <laughs> I hope so. That's why their reputation is where it's at. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the biggest, it's one of the biggest promotional companies in the world, one of the best boxing brands in the world. So, I, I hope so. I hope their decision wasn't in vain and I hope I can become world champion and prove to them that they made the best decision they could possibly make. I believe, Masood, that they already know what decision and how great of a decision, uh, very smart of a decision it was and is, still is, to have brought you part of the Warren Boxing Management. They have taken a great burden off of you so that all you are responsible to do is to just show up and be your great self. Everything else is already taken care of. Yeah, I mean, every, everything is taken care of. I mean, I'm in a very good place. I have a, I have a job, uh, which actually helps me pay for my training, pay for everything, and I also have good sponsors uh, that help me out as well. So, I'm in a very good place. And now these guys are organizing my fights and everything. So, couldn't be happier. Who are some of your sponsors, if I may ask? Uh, so. One of my sponsors is CBD Box, uh, which give me supplements that help my anxieties, help calm down, relax, and sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, the other sponsor is my other sponsor is um, Ringside, which provides all of the boxing equipment which I need. And again, boxing equipment is so expensive, and you end up changing gloves every six months to make sure you your hands are protected. And they give me equipment for free all the time and all of the necessary training equipment. Uh, I also have this sponsor called Floatworks, which is amazing. Have you ever heard of it, Float? Uh, float. I have, and that's where you're in the bath water of salt. That's it. I've n- I never really heard of this up until my friend recommended it. I tried it once and immediately con- contacted my managers and said, "Can you can you please get this as a sponsor for me? I'd love it. Like if I could go in for free a few times a month and." Uh, and it would be great just for my mental mental stability as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, It's but, it's incredible. I used to do that when I was living in California. 
you don't do it anymore? Uh, we don't have anything really like that here on the East Coast. Um, and uh, I'm very picky because, as you know, great levels uh, of sanitation and mm -hmm. everything else needs to be done. I mean, if you know the whole process and everything. And for me, it's like... I think to myself, no matter how sanitized something is, the the idea that someone else's energy and their body was in that, um, that's just my thought. So um, yeah. I haven't looked into it while being out here. I just I just know the facility of where to go um, when I'm on the West Coast. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, that's something I've been trying, just tampering with, and it it's given me great results. As well as ice baths. Ice baths for me work amazingly well. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you're in a little, in the, the float tube or the, or the, uh, the body of that, the housing of that, you're completely dark and you just have no, no choice, but to go within yourself and just zone out. I mean, you're completely dark in there, correct? That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Cause, um, I'm surrounded by people all the time. My work is, I work. I work at Urban Kings, um, which is a, which is a luxurious gym, and I'm in contact with everyone at all times. So I'm constantly speaking. I'm constantly interacting. But when I go into that place, I get to stop, think, and just relax and let and just let let everything loose. I suppose. Uh, well, I'm I'm assuming you're going to have a treatment before the 13th this month because you do have a televised fight on BT Sport Boxing on the 13th. I do, yeah. It'll be my my debut is on live TV so I, I cannot wait. That's it's it's something which I some people can only dream of. Um but yeah, I cannot wait for it. For the 13th of November live on BT Sport. So with the the float, what I like to call like the float lounge, the CBD, the ringside, you're set. Like the weight's been worth it. I hope. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been good. the The journey's not done yet. As soon as I have this fight, that's my first. That's my entrance into the pro world. That's me entered into the ranking system, and that's when the real journey begins. So the first step is first step is almost over and done with. But no. yeah, no, go I ahead, cannot wait. But yeah, I cannot wait. Although I, w I won't be able to have a float session before the fight, just because in the UK we've gone we've gone to another lockdown, so nothing's open except for you know supermarkets and and for some reason schools and universities. But yeah. You can go to, you can take your kids to primary school. You can, you can go to university, sit in a lecture hall filled with people, but you're not allowed to go to a gym or anything like that. So very strange rules here. Are you as well as Warren Boxing Management and BT Sport confident that nothing's going to thwart the November 13th fight? I'm very confident. I mean, uh, I've been training for such a long time. Hopefully nothing gets in the way. But I'm very confident. I've been staying away from everyone. I've been training hard, uh, and I've put a lot of work into this. So I'm very confident that I'll come out victorious. I'm very confident that nothing will, you know, nothing will, there won't be any hiccups along the way. 
Very interesting to know, Masood. How have you been keeping yourself ready, both physically and mentally? Uh, I have a great coach who, you know, tracks my progression step by step. Um, he monitors everything I do, and he makes sure that training isn't isn't just about grit. So we we actually have fun in there. He's a guy who I get along well well with, and everything's just nice and easy going. I've been training hard but it hasn't been mean or tough or anything like that it's been it's been hard but it's been enjoyable so my preparation for this camp has been amazing it's been very good i know we're you and i both are not into future boards fantasy boards mood boards whatever you want to call it but where do you see yourself in years time just curious in a year's time well hopefully i'll be five uh, i'll be like eight fights in i would have made my mark in the in the jeep you know in england boxing i would have been top top 15 in the rankings and then within two years i want to be number one the first you know the number one boxer in the uk i want to have the british and commonwealth title within two years well, I'm looking forward to being part of that journey with you. You're more than welcome to come on anytime before, after. I'm looking forward to attending one of your fights. Um, I'm going to be honest, like no BS. Um, I would love to come out to the UK. I may have to sit down, no bullshit, with, uh, with Sonny or Alfie or Robert and be like, listen, is can I get like a season pass or something in the UK? Because I'm going to need a break with everything that's going on here in the States. <laughs> You're more than welcome to. It would be great having you here. I'm serious. Um, and as for the coronavirus situation, we, st it still feels like we're in phase one. So, I mean, if I can still travel and go somewhere, uh, you know, I've got my mask all lined up, the ones that have the filtration in it, like seriously, yeah. like I'm, I'm ready to come out to the UK. I would love to come out there and see what can be had and, and, and what can happen. And, um, I, I believe a, a really, really good pivot transition uh would be well in favor because you know even though your your country's in a lockdown there's just incredible talent out there it's just something very very different to be in person to witness it uh the life and lifestyle is just very different from ours and uh not to knock it you know i mean the things and, and the luxuries and experiences that we can have here in the United States is great. But sometimes you have to take a different route or a temporary route to really realize and reflect on who you are, what you are, where you're at in your life, what you have, and most importantly, what is the meaning of it? And you've, you've got to leave what is familiar and to really to really understand and to appreciate uh, what God has set forth in your life, what uh, what you set forth for yourself. So with all of that, I'm sure making all sense to you, I, I'm, I really feel and believe in my heart you're in a, in a great place, in a safe space, and you are definitely where you're meant to be. And personally, professionally, and I guarantee you, and I wouldn't say this lightly or take responsibility in saying this to you, Masood, but I know for a fact in my heart that you are in the best position where you are. 
and really, you know, from an outside perspective, uh, having the opportunity of getting to know you and your life and your journey and what you shared with me and especially what had happened um, and your journey at the age of eight years old and as a child, uh, you are a great representation for your culture. You are an astounding and great representation for your country. And we would be very honored here in the United States for you to come very soon. Thanks so much. Um, honestly, I, I really appreciate your mindset. The way you look at things is quite amazing. And just the way you, the way you process things and the way you, you know, you just, just your thought pattern. I, I have to really, I have to really admire that just because when I told you the story, the first thing you said is, you know what, we need to be thankful of what we have. And, and, you know, having that mindset is actually beautiful. It's something very good. And it's such a good trait to have. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And as most people know, especially with my interviews, uh, it's all about texture and body of what in understanding the true narrative is. So even with the way and how well um, you've answered the questions, I like uh, the way that you've gone deep, the way that you give yourself permission to be so very transparent. And that's why I love uh, most about interviewing people as well as someone like you, because it's not your normal, usual <laughs> interviews, I would take it. Suppose not. <laughs> and once again, please keep up with the Clark Kent look. <laughs> will do, will do. Who would you like to give a shout out to and why? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my management team. Uh, CBD and Ringside, just because they've helped me out so much, and you know they've 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 really taken out the time to care for care for me and my journey. And I want to give a shout out to Warren Boxing Management, Mister Huss. We got to get you on live, definitely. And uh, uh, next time before you come on, Masood, I'm going to ask Husk if we can get a full, complete introductory. It's not his fault. I was just going on what was on Instagram. Um, a full introductory uh, for you. And then this way we can go ahead and put it in a system and we'll we'll always have that for you. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, hold the line, Masood. I'm going to be back on with you. Thank you, everyone, for joining Masood Abdullah. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5, live from New York. Masood, I know you're only on Facebook and Instagram. Do you want to share your handles with everyone, please? Uh, sure. It's one second. Let me see what it is. I know you it's, went through a change for a bit. Yeah. I mean, I my last Instagram name was um, the Warrens didn't approve of it, so I had to change it. And uh, the nick the nickname was quite violent, so they said, "You know what? You're from Afghanistan, and you got that name. It's not a very good name to have. Let's let's alter that." But um, yeah, now it's Mass underscore Masood one. The M A S underscore M A S O O T one. And is that the same as your Facebook, or is that something different, or are you just more uh, on Instagram? I'm I'm mainly on Instagram. So anything I post on Instagram automatically gets posted on Facebook. And Facebook, I think, is just my name, Masood Abdullah. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Masood, how do you feel? 
I feel good. I feel excited, and uh, I just can't wait to get things going. Absolutely, and I, you know, I'm going to let Sunny know, and uh, hopefully, and I'm sure they're tuning in. Uh, even if you want to get back on, if not before the 13th, because I'm sure you're going to be like really, really getting laser focused for this fight on November 13th, BT Sport. Uh, let's get get you on afterward and and find out, you know, where your positioning is of how you feel about your felt about yourself or, you know, uh, uh, we're all ro- rooting that you're going to win. But it makes for a great understanding of what it really means to be in professional sports, to work in professional sports, and understanding the outcome, win or lose. Um, in my opinion, I think everyone is a winner in some way, shape, or form because to get in that ring and put your life at risk, you know, you're, not, you're not in there tangoing. You're not doing a dance. You know, you're putting your entire life, your consciousness, your body, your embodiment, everything at risk with each kick and punch. Um, it's serious business. And uh, yeah. people should really, you know, take in consideration of that. Um, that uh, your story and what you have to say and how you feel matters in and out of the ring. I mean, the way the way you just put things put things together is perfect. I mean, you, I I agree with you. I respect anyone that gets into the ring because it takes a lot of guts. Not only that, you're putting your health and your you know your future in jeopardy of stepping into that ring. But yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Everyone has a good story. Everyone has a good um, good reason to us why they're stepping in. And everyone should be respected. Perfect. November 13th, BT Sports. I thank God I have the luxury. I'm going to be able to tune in here in the States. Uh, find out how you can uh, connect. You know, even though we're here in the United States, we still have access to BT Sports. So go to their website, go online, uh, see if you can get the app. Uh, um, You know, if you need to get it a subscription, whatever may be. But I will be tuning in, Masood. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. And have a great day. Connect.